Welcome to Media News, In the Depths with Michael Bigler, where I go into a little more depth surrounding game releases and movies. Today's topics are Game of Thrones Broadway play, Mortal Kombat getting delayed, my thoughts on Nobody, and James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Having done some stage acting, I'm probably not the one to listen to when it comes to Broadway plays or musicals, but I honestly have a huge problem with modern musicals, and that is a lot of the plays today are just old movies or TV shows being rewritten with music and performed on the stage. I don't really think that there's that much originality in this, but again, they may not necessarily be my place to judge, and everyone has their own opinions as well. Still though, when I heard that Game of Thrones was getting a Broadway play, I couldn't help but feel a little uneasy about it. There is some good news though about this. The story of the play is going to be written by George R.R. R. Martin himself. So you at least know it's not going to be like season 8 of the TV show or that Shakespeare knockoff play in the TV show itself. Now don't get me wrong, I love the TV show, except season 8, but that doesn't mean I can't poke fun at it, right? And it's also not going to take place in the story of the books or the TV show either. Instead of following the Stark children around, hoping and praying that they survive to be able to meet each other again, we are going back in time in the history of Westeros, 16 years before the main story in fact. The setting of the play is going to be the great tourney at Harrenhal. Now, this is very exciting, as it is at this great tourney that everything truly begins. Robert Baratheon's rebellion starts here, Sir Jaime Lannister being knighted into the Crown's Guard starts here, and the abduction of Lyanna Stark by Rhaegar Targaryen. There are some things that I'm trying to keep secret because I know what actually happens thanks to the TV show, but I don't think you'll have to have seen the TV show to understand the plot. Having read more about the great tourney at Harrenhal, I'm excited to see this play for myself, I just don't know exactly how they're going to get all that blood and violence on stage. Now it's not the first time that Warner Brothers' reboot of Mortal Kombat has been delayed, but what's interesting is that this time there doesn't seem to be a real reason for it. It was just something that just happened. It was originally set for a release on HBO Max and to be released in theaters on April 16th, but has now been delayed until April 23rd. It's just one week later, so fans don't have to wait that much longer for this highly anticipated reboot, but it's just interesting as HBO and Warner Brothers have yet to give any reason for the delay. Maybe there's something behind the scenes? The action, this action, is a little baffling, but again, just a week's difference, so it doesn't matter that much. Subscribers to HBO Max will be able to watch the film at no extra cost still, so, you know, as long as the end result is the same, I won't really complain. I went to go see a film with a friend one time, and during the previews, there was a trailer for a film called Nobody That Played. It looked like a ridiculous action film in the style of John Wick or Taken, but instead of a dog or a daughter, it seemed that what started the main character's act of vengeance was a kitty cat bracelet that belonged to his young daughter. Me and my friend then looked at each other in disbelief and passed the movie off as a bad John Wick knockoff. Boy, does this show that you cannot judge a movie by its trailer. We went to see the film, and I had a blast! 
It was full of ridiculous action, sure, but it was good action. And it was more than just a person getting vengeance. It was about Bob Odenkirk's character trying to find a reason, any reason really, to get back into his old life as a black op assassin. It showed that he was addicted to his old life. He wanted a nice and quiet life with his family and wife, of course, but it was like an addiction to him. Especially when he sees injustice happening right in front of him, no matter how small or big. And I also have a theory about the character, and it's that I think he wanted to die. Or, more to the point, I feel like he is addicted to the danger that came with the possibility of death. And that's why he wanted to get back in. He missed that feeling, that rush of adrenaline. There's many times in the film where he could get away from the bad guys, but he stops and waits for them. There's even one scene where he gets beat to a pulp, but he keeps going because he, not necessarily he wants to save someone, but because he just wants to have that feeling of adrenaline rushing through his body. Thankfully, the film doesn't take itself too seriously. The writers knew what the film was going to be, and they translated their vision to the screen really well. It has a 7.7 .7 out of 10 stars on IMDb, and honestly, I feel this is Bob Odenkirk at his best. Really, you need to see this film. I'd also recommend seeing it in theaters, though, if you get the chance. So I don't know if I'm the only one, but when I hear of a DC Comics live action movie, I tend to start thinking, oh great, another one. I feel that they do great animated movies, but their live action films, except for a few, are just really awful. The only one that I enjoyed recently was Suicide Squad in 2016. Even then, it wasn't a good movie, just the best I've seen. But now that we have a trailer for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, I'm starting to think we may have a good DC live-action movie now. I'll still wait to hear reviews, and I may not see it till it's available for streaming, but it looks like Gunn has captured the feel of the Suicide Squad members that we really needed in the first one. You see, Suicide Squad in 2016 did have a little bit of comedy, but it had a serious tone over the whole film. From the trailer, though, it seems that they've embraced the insanity of these villains and the ridiculousness that is needed when making a superhero film. And let's be honest, you can't take yourself too seriously when making a superhero film. The only thing that I wanted from the original was Will Smith's Deadshot. I honestly liked Will Smith in Suicide Squad and was hoping to see Deadshot again since it seems that he is a staple character in anything to do with this group of villains being forced to do good things. However, we will instead be getting Idris Elba as a new character named Bloodsport, which honestly seems like a great trade-off. So I'm excited to see this film again, though, after the reviews. Thanks for listening to this week's media news in the depths with Michael Bigler. Tune in next week for more analysis on upcoming games and movies. See you then.